Hello everyone, this is Art Gelwix, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of Being Productive. Since we're all about being efficient and effective at work and at home, let's get started. This episode, I want to take a few minutes to talk about what do you do when the water gets deep, when you're overcommitted or overextended, or you just feel like you're standing at the wrong end of the fire hose. How do you get this under control? It's probably one of the most difficult aspects of being productive. Sometimes it can come from trying to catch up from a backlog, or it can actually become a result of too much success. You start doing things and doing things well. You've implemented processes and procedures that are working well for you, and you're able to get more accomplished. And it only seems that by getting more accomplished, more stuff shows up for you to do. There is no end to this conveyor belt that is coming towards you, and you start to feel overwhelmed again. Your system doesn't scale. Things default, start to fall through the cracks, and now you're right back where you were, but with even more stuff on your plate. This is not that uncommon, people. Do not feel like you are in a unique situation if this happens to you. This happens to just about everybody at some point in time. So what do you do about it? How do you stop treading water, stop worrying about drowning, and start swimming again? Start moving this thing forward. Well, first, you've got to figure out where you are. You've got to get a lay of the land as to what's coming towards you. Block out some time. Uh, if you listen to Francis Wade's time-blocking seminar recently, he talks about, and multiple people talked about, the importance of blocking time every day so that you can fully utilize your time, but also so that you have a grasp as to what's being used and what's consuming your time. So block out some time to sit down and get a full inventory of what you have to do. This is actually going to sound counterintuitive because you're taking time away from doing things to figure out what you need to do. But without this, you're never going to get out from under this pile. Second, take that list of things that you've just figured out and immediately go through and look at each one and say, what will happen if I never do this? If this drops off the radar completely, if I just say no or don't do it, what's the worst thing that will happen? And start striking things off the list. You have to whittle this down if you think you're going to have any chance at being able to be successful. Third, once you've whittled down the list to the point where you're able to say, okay, these are things that I have to do personally and professionally. Bad things will happen if I don't, so I need to work these into my plan. Once you have that set, now you need to divide and conquer. Start to look at the list from a perspective of, can I group things together to get them done in segments of time? 
this goes back to the old getting things done model of contexts. Are there multiple things on your list? For example, oh, I don't know, online bills that you need to pay. Well, if there's multiple ones, can you group them all into one session, create a block on your time block calendar and say, I'm going to sit down and do all the online bills. Now, here's the trick. Once you do that, set up that time on your time blocked calendar to be a recurring event. If it's a manual calendar, great. Draw it in each month. If it's a digital calendar, schedule it. But get it planned out in advance. Get that time allocated in advance. That way you know that as you have more of those things show up on your conveyor belt, you have time already set aside to be able to handle them. Now that you've got a handle on the stuff that you have, how do you deal with the stuff that is coming? This is probably the hardest trick and task you will do. And that's to learn how to effectively say no. To tell people, no, I can't do it. Why is this so hard? One, pride. We have a distinct level of pride in ourselves to say, if we are conscientious about the work we're doing, that we can do whatever comes our way. And we would be letting someone down if we did not say, yes, I can do that for you. That's not the case. You have to have a reasonable expectation of what you can do, when you can do it, and how you can do it well. See, that last one is the most important. If you've overcommitted and overextended yourself, you may be able to get things done, but are you going to be able to get them done well? And you should have that pride that we talk about being viewed as someone who is a busy person or the go-to person. That pride should be around the quality of the work you do, not the volume. So think about it that way. Look at the things that you're committing to or being committed to, which is often the harder part. People are committing you to things without asking you. Those are the ones that you can e more easily say no unless there's some professional reason that you can't. But being able to then look at what's coming down your path and say, you know what, I really can't do that this week, next week. Maybe I can do it in the future, but right now I just don't have the availability. That's not unrealistic. It's giving someone an honest answer. It's being honest with yourself and it's allowing you to balance the scales. Finally, how do you keep this from happening again? Well, I hate to break it to you, but this will always happen at some point in time. You will wind up at the wrong end of the fire hose. So how can you tune and set up a system to allow you to deal with this? Well, this is where I go back to my standby, the CPR method, capture, process, report. This all goes to capture. When you have things flying at you, the fire hose is wide open and you're getting more work requests than you know what to do with them. 
they have to be able to be captured so that you don't have to try and keep them in your mind and keep them held there before you're able to act on even deciding as to whether or not you can do them. Trust your system. Make sure your system is set up for you to capture everything, whether it's through email, whether it's through a task list manager, whether it's through a tool like OneNote, doesn't matter. It all goes back to your trusted system, which you should be spending time every day on honing and tuning as your safety valve and also your personal assistant. Once the content is captured, once all these tasks come in, think about that processing method. If you go back to getting things done, that's that weekly review. That's that daily review. If you think about CPR method, it's process when it comes through and be able to act upon it. It really comes down to, though, giving yourself time to evaluate, determine if you can actually do something, and say yes or no and how and how long before going back to the origin of that item and saying, yes, I can, or no, I can't. There's nothing worse than being committed to something without an understanding of what that commitment truly entails. Feeling overwhelmed is probably one of the most common problems and challenges when it comes to trying to be productive. Understanding that this happens, it is not the end of the world. It is something that can be worked through and managed and dealt with if you have put the time into refining your system and given yourself the opportunity to be honest with yourself as to how much work you can handle and giving yourself permission to say no to the work you can't. Thanks for listening today. If you found this interesting and useful and you'd like to hear more, make sure you subscribe to Being Productive on the podcast app of your choice so you never miss an episode. We'd also love it if you'd become a supporter of the show by using the link in the show notes. Also, please like and share this and other episodes so we can help as many people as possible in being productive. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.